0: If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18, we're going to start in verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel... Let it be known this day that Thou art God in Israel, and that I am Thy servant, and I have done all these things at Thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that Thou art the Lord God, and that Thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell, and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. You know, I didn't read the what happened before this, but let me talk to you about it a little bit in case you haven't read it before. I know you you probably heard this story when you were in Sunday school about how Elijah built this altar and uh, all the prophets of Baal were there. And, and it was kind of a, a contest. It was uh, them and their God against Elijah and our God. And... Elijah challenged them. He said, build you an altar, put you a sacrifice on it, and call down some fire. Have your god Baal consume this sacrifice. Oh man, they did everything they they could do. They had, uh, I can't remember how many right now, I think it was 250 uh, prophets of Baal there. And they were all praying to, to Baal, doing their thing, going through their rituals and traditions. They were cutting themselves and everything else. And finally Elijah got tired of it and he started kind of making fun of them. He's like, is he sleeping? You know, what? what's the problem? Why hasn't he answered your prayers? Well, then Elijah had his chance. So he built this altar out of, he built the dirt up and then put rocks on it and put wood on top of that, and then put the sacrifice on it, and they <clears throat> they brought 12 barrels of water and drenched this thing down. And what I have kind of assumed by reading the Scripture, if you look at the way it's worded, it kind of seems like maybe he waited a while. And I don't know if y'all have ever tried to burn wet wood, but when it's been sitting there soaking, you can just pretty much forget about it. You're not going to get that fire to start. I've even seen times that you could throw a piece of wet wood on a fire that's already going and it just about put the fire out. So, Elijah began to pray, is what we just read here. And as he prayed, the one true God, the only real God, answered the prayer. He sent down fire that consumed this altar. Now, I want you to look at what it consumed. It it burned it from the top to the bottom. It, it consumed the sacrifice, it consumed the wood, it consumed the rocks, it consumed the dirt that was built up underneath, everything. It consumed everything. Now, I've never seen a fire that would burn up a rock. I've seen, I've seen lava, which is, is very hot, liquid rock, but I've never seen one that would just totally consume a rock. That's hot. Now, I'm not here today to tell you about the scientific principles involved here. But what I want to talk to you about is this consuming fire. You know, now this, this was a physical occurrence that happened, a natural thing. Uh, this was something you could see happen to physical substances. But the fire I want to talk to you about is this, this Holy Spirit fire that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. And you know, as as a lot of times the things that God allows to happen in nature, things he's created, are kind of illustrations of the way he deals with us in the Spirit. And that just as God consumed this altar and this sacrifice with fire, that is the same way the Holy Spirit moves. When when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it will consume all of the impurities in your life. It will purify you. Now, you know, I've seen... and I just want to kind of share with you today. I don't know how how much preaching was really going to be done, but I want to share with you. I've seen times that that uh, people... And I've even felt some of this myself. When, when they are filled with the Spirit, I've seen people fall out in the Spirit. I've seen people... Uh, do goofy looking things to the world. You know, they speak in tongues. They they do things that anybody that doesn't know anything about the Spirit watching would say, what in the world is wrong with those people? But I'm not here to tell you today about goofy things. It's not about the outward occurrence of natural things that can be seen with the human eye. It's about what goes on inside. When the Holy Spirit hits you you will be purified totally. Now, that may not last very long. The minute you get out the door, you may begin to take on some of those things again. And Brother Jerry can tell you that we talked a little bit about this in in the breakfast yesterday. But from the time the Holy Spirit hits you, you will be totally pure. Just as everything on this altar was consumed, everything that's within you will be consumed. There won't be anything unholy in you at that point in time. And I can tell you from personal experience, nothing else matters to you at that point. When when you feel the Holy Spirit come in, you know, you physically you'll get tired of holding your hands up. But there comes a point where you say, I don't care if it hurts. I may have to put them down for a minute, but I'm going to raise them back up again because I don't care. None of that matters right now. What matters is this channel that's going on between me and God right now. This, this hookup I have. All that matters right now is keeping that thing alive. Keeping that connection going between me and Him so that, so that I can just stay in that, in that glorious place for just a little bit longer. You know, sometimes it don't last very long. It may only be a couple minutes. Sometimes it may be 30 minutes. That's that's really up between you and God. How how he decides to move at that time and and how in tune you are with him. But I can tell you when when that fire comes in, when you begin to see uh those things burn up and consume you. You feel something different in you all of a sudden. You feel something that is so sweet. Something that is so pure and holy that you've never felt before. You know, we talked this morning at Sunday school about, about drugs and the things that this world has to offer. How they're just mere imitations of the things that God has created. You know, the, the Word tells us that even sin is pleasurable for a season. The, these things are, are good for a short time. But, you know, Brother Jack talked about being drunk in the Spirit. When when the, the Holy Spirit comes in, you may start doing some goofy things as, as far as the world is concerned. But I promise you, you don't care. Just like you may be drunk on, on earthly alcohol or something like that. You ain't worried about what somebody else thinks. You may later on when you're done. But I promise you, when, when you get drunk on the Holy Spirit, when you're filled to the brim, when it's over with, you ain't concerned about what somebody saw you do. Because you know it was worth it. You know that, that everlasting presence that's going to be with you was worth it. You know, this is the time of year that people like to make New Year's resolutions. And, you know, I I typically don't do that because I don't like doing something I know I'm not going to (laughs) do. I don't want to say, yeah, I'm going to try to do this, and then I I know a week later I ain't going to do that. And I'm not talking about making one to try to lose weight. I'm talking about, um, you know, people decide, okay, this year I'm going to, I'm going to try to treat people better. I'm going to try to make more friends. I'm going to try to be a better person. I want to change the way I act. I want to try to be uh, better at whatever it is. Whatever you see as a problem in your life. Well, I think you should just forget about those New Year's resolutions that pretty much always fail. And you might want to look into doing something different to change the situation. You know, if you want to be a better person, if you want to treat people better, if you want to do something like that, you've got to change something inside. Now, I don't know how to do that. I have tried my best to change my attitude about things. And you know what? There are some things that are just built into me. There are some things that have been a part of me for so long, I can't change them. But I know somebody who can. You get the Holy Spirit in you. God will begin to work on you. God will begin to to mold you and shape you into something that you ought to be. He's going to change you into the thing He originally intended you to be before you allowed sin to come into your life. You know, God designed us for a purpose. He designed each one of us with special characteristics, special abilities, differences from everybody else for a reason. But when we allow sin to come into our life, it begins to contaminate things. It begins to corrupt things and change them into something that they were not intended to be. But the Holy Spirit is a purifying agent. It will come in and consume all of those nasty, wicked things that we've allowed to come in, that we we have subjected ourselves to in this world. It will consume them. It will get them out of there. It will get rid of those things. It will begin to change you back into what you're supposed to be. You know, a lot of us will never see what we were intended to be. Because we don't allow God to move in our life the way He wants to move. We will quench the Spirit. You know, fire can be quenched with water. You can take a five-gallon bucket and dump it on a little fire and there won't be nothing but smoke left. You put enough water on a fire and it's going to go out. But let me tell you something else. You put enough fire to it and it will evaporate that water. You, you try to throw a five-gallon bucket on a bonfire and see what happens. You get nothing but steam. And that fire is going to continue to burn because it's hot enough. You get something hot enough. You get something fired up. It don't matter what this world throws at you. It don't matter how the devil tries to put that fire out. How he tries to quench that fire and quench the move of the Spirit in your life. It doesn't matter because you, you have got a fire that is outside of yourself. You've got something that doesn't depend on me. It doesn't depend on you and these resolutions you've made. It doesn't depend on you anymore. It doesn't matter how, how incapable you are of doing something because it's not you. It's not, you're not the source of the fire anymore. You don't have to worry about trying to come up with a way to do things. You can depend on God. You can allow that spirit to flow free. You can just you can just try to stay in tune with him. You don't have to worry about coming up with something in your own power. Because you've got a source of power that's outside of you. It's something greater than you. It's something that you can look toward instead of trying to help along. Amen. You know, as I was studying this morning I thought of the Scripture that says, If you walk after the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Man, that kind of hurts. You start thinking about what the lust of the flesh are, and a lot of that stuff I like. But you know, you begin to walk after the Spirit. Why did He say you won't fulfill them? Because you're not supposed to? No, that's not what He was saying. He said, If you walk after the Spirit you won't have a desire to fulfill the lust of the flesh. That thing is not a problem anymore because you're looking toward something different besides yourself. You're looking outside of yourself. You're looking to something that is greater than you are. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever been on a uh, on the water in a boat or maybe you've been in a snowstorm or, or something like that where you can see a light out ahead typically you're going to want to go toward that light because if you're out in darkness, you've got to see something to go to. Well, I'm here to tell you today, people, this world is full of darkness. Now, if you don't have a light to go to, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know about y'all, but have you ever been in total darkness? you ever been outside when there is no moon? There is no light to look to. I don't want to move. I want to stay right where I'm at. Because when I'm in total darkness, there may be a deep pit right in front of me and I don't know it. There may be something waiting to get me just right around the corner. But when there's some light, when I've got something in me that ain't in anything else, oh, His Word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. That's what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about that fire I'm talking about that light that's that's something that this world does not have to offer you. It's something that they try to imitate at every every turn. Everything you see in this world tries to tries to rob you of what God has to offer because it tries to be a substitute you know <clears throat> i can I can stand to eat uh some of these sugar substitutes for a little bit, but I'm sorry they do not compare to sugar, okay. Most of them, when you put them in your mouth, they taste okay at first, but then they got this weird aftertaste. And that's exactly what the the things of this world are. They may look good up front, but they've got a nasty aftertaste. When you get done with them, they're going to hurt you. They're going to do something to you that's going to be some sort of ill effect. But when you start partaking of the things of God... You don't have to worry about what's going to happen to me afterwards because it don't matter. Everything that comes from Him is pure and holy and good. The Word tells us that every good and perfect thing comes from the Father up above. And that's what I'm trying to tell you this morning. Forget about that stuff of the world. If you've got something in your life that has put you in bondage to it, Turn it over to God. Ask ask Him to send you that source of power that He provided us on the day of Pentecost. That Holy Spirit fire that will come in and consume all those works of the flesh. They'll consume it. Y'all stand with me this morning. Father, I thank You for this Word. (coughs) I thank You for this day. I thank You for the people that are here, Lord. Oh, Father, I know this word was for somebody this morning. <laughs> There's somebody that needed to hear it, Lord Jesus. There's somebody here that needs a closer walk with You, Lord. They need something that they can reach to that's a source of power and strength, Father. Lord, We. I know that I can't do this in myself. <clears throat> Lord, there is nothing in me that is capable of doing anything but just existing. Oh, Father, but when, when we partake of the Spirit, when we begin to walk after the Spirit and not the flesh, Lord, oh, Lord, there is a source of strength and power there that is beyond our imagination. Now, Father, I, I don't know who needed to hear this today, and I'm not going to push it any further, Lord. I'm going to let your Spirit work. And I ask that you just move upon the people right now. Lord, I ask that You just rest in their hearts. Lord, let them know that You're with them the rest of the day. Help them begin to seek You closer, Lord. We ask Your blessings over everything that was said and done. We ask that You be with us and keep us safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.